had all those Jedi kill. He had to go to Mustafar. And then he couldn't because he, he was all messed up. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. For our first question, patron Jake asks if Mortis would fit into the Dawn of the Jedi film. I like that idea. If we're talking Dawn of the Jedi, maybe like the creation of the Force, not the creation so much, but the discovery of the Force and the first people to harness it, I really like the idea that they would do some very weird stuff in that movie. Yeah, I mean, everything from the Mortis arc seemed very old. Uh, so I think that would check out. I don't know if that was like where it originated from, but... Well, it, I think it originated from the Wellspring of Life, which is another Clone Wars thing, which I, I to me, they are kind of connected more mythologically than very easily. Can we connect the dots to those two places? But it's all kind of the same weird force stuff that I would like to see. Yeah, I... I don't know if we would see the specific characters from the Mortis arc, but if we did, I think that would be really cool. If they, like... The, the father seemed like he, he, what, summoned Anakin and, by chance, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka there because he's like, I need someone to take over for me because he was old at that point. Mm. So 25,000 years a earlier... super young father. Yeah, just a, <laughs> just a young dad <laughs> with these two little whippersnappers. He's got just a, wreaking havoc. A hat that says "New Dad." He's got Birkenstocks with the socks pulled up. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, I like the idea of seeing New Dad Father. Although on back Mortis. back then, he's got a drink in one hand and a cigarette in the other hand. Yeah. And he's like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah. <laughs> I need some help with these kids. <laughs> uh, that is interesting. Like in my head, they have always looked like that and will always look like that. Um, but. I do wonder if we would see the characters. I, part of me thinks no, but I don't know why. Like, if we just saw the realm. But maybe it does make more sense that instead of Mortis, we would see the wellspring of life. Maybe see the those creepy priestesses that Yoda runs into. Mm, yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind seeing any of that. It, it's All of it, I'm worried, would be too weird for, like, my parents to come in and watch and just be like, what is all of this? <laughs> well, I think this is the perfect place for it because you are getting into the very beginning of the Jedi and and how they came about. So if you're starting from such a beginner place, you can you can do anything at that point. And we know so little about Mortis and the father and the son and the daughter and the wellspring of life. We know so little that it's not like they would have to play a whole lot of catch up. Uh, but yeah, seeing something like the Wellspring would be such a cool thing to see in live action on screen. Uh, but you know, we might not do any of that. I would love it if the origins of the Force and the Jedi were rooted in that kind of Mortis world between worlds, just weird stuff. Uh, but they might keep it a little more simple. But the fact that, you know, the ancient Jedi, they had murals of the force wielders of the father and the son and the daughter. So someone somewhere encountered them. Yeah. Uh, so maybe here. And where do the wills fit into all that? Yeah. Are they around at that point? I've, and maybe they could take some ideas that George had for the sequel trilogy, bringing them all the way back into the ancient times and like, yeah, let's dive into the wills and what they are. Little 
tiny microorganisms. <laughs> Let's start there. <laughs> Who? I mean, something. Something originated the force and helps communicate it. And we we could dive into midichlorians, which I feel like is something that Star Wars has shied away from since the Phantom Menace uh, and and the Re- Re- Revenge of the Sith. But I think that that would be the perfect place to do it. Like you said, like let's get weird now that we kind of can, now that everyone will be on the same page a little bit. Framed Citizen wants to know if we'll see any new Force abilities in future movies. To kind of build off of not just the Dawn of the Jedi, but like I think the origins of the Force will show us something new. I think the new Jedi Order movie will also show us something new. Maybe not so much in the Heir to the Empire movie or whatever that's going to be. Uh, just because we don't know if like Ahsoka or Luke or someone will be central, but I don't think we're ever going to be done seeing new ways that the Force works. Yeah, I-, I guess I was thinking in the future, but like in some of the High Republic stuff, we've seen them not really use new abilities per se, but they're using the Force differently. Yeah, well, I, mean, I-, I think that is kind of what it's all going to boil down to. I mean... The idea that Elzar Man and Avar Chris made it rain, literally. <laughs> <laughs> they they basically affected the weather because they were like, okay, well, hold on. If we can affect how something moves, then why couldn't we affect, like, why can't we move things at a molecular level? Yeah, they, they literally pulled moisture out of the clouds. They, in... they, like, created clouds to make it, right? I can't remember exactly how it worked. They made a tiny rain cloud. But, yeah, just a little <laughs> one to cool things off. But yeah. uh, stuff like that, where it's just kind of extrapolating powers that already exist. And it's like, well, if a Jedi can do this, why can't they also do this? Mm. Uh, and I, I think sometimes they might seem a little weird, get some pushback. But uh, people had pushback against Luke. Um, pulling the lightsaber to his hand and the Empire Strikes Back. Like, every single movie has shown us something new about the Force and how it works. Like, wait, all of a sudden you can shoot lightning out of your hands? Like, when was this a thing? Mm -hmm. So I I don't think we're ever going to be done with that. And we got the Force Skype stuff in the sequel trilogy. I think uh, a a cool Force ability to see maybe in in future movies would be Kind of like uh, in Game of Thrones when they would like warg into animals. Yeah. If they can force Skype, if like if Luke can sit in one place and like project himself in another place, like I wonder if they could project themselves into like an animal or, or something. That's similar. interesting. Like, and now you're bringing up philosophical would that be a light side or a dark side power? I'm also trying to remember if that had precedence in legends or anything it wouldn't surprise me but it's like now you're kind of dominating the will of an animal just borrowing it well yeah i mean like that would be the interesting discussion to have was uh it it feels like something a dark sider would do but maybe not a light sider what about when baby yoda put uh the rancor to sleep i mean that was affecting it but he didn't enter its mind Mm -hmm. and take control of it but like that's what I'm. That could be the light side version of that. Of just I'm gonna calm you and soothe you. Whereas a Sith might see a Rancor pop his head into the Rancor's head mm-hmm. <laughs> and just wreak havoc. Yeah, like that. That seems plausible to me. I mean, you kind of. Well, 
you do something similar in the video games. Like you can use the force to to affect the enemies to then fight other enemies. Confusing enemies, right? Confusing I mean, yeah, that's just them. like a mind trick. Yeah, it. I don't know. Th there's a lot. Well, of you talking about warging? Like to me, that is my brain yeah. is in that animal, and I am actively controlling it. Yeah. That, I don't know. It, there's a lot of possibilities when you talk about mind control or mind tricks and stuff and like yeah, that. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's like where if you can mind trick a person or an animal, like how far does that go? And I think you could keep taking it a step further. Um, so, yeah, I think it's interesting. I think <laughs> uh, like uh, through all things, the force are possible. Vance Hatton asks if Tantalor could appear outside of the Star Wars Jedi series. I think so. I mean, that that's, you know, especially when you put could in there. It's like, given enough time, I, so many Star Wars stories will connect back to one another. But the fact that Star Wars Jedi Survivor seems to pretty firmly take place at least close to phase one of the books and comics and stuff, I'm like, I will not be surprised if there is a reference to Tantalor or Kobo, Kobo Dagon Gera. Maybe we'll find out what happened to Santari Kree. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think that the future upcoming books and comics will probably have a little bit of connective tissue back. Yeah, I, I'm not super far in the game, so I don't know a whole lot about Tantalor, but because the High Republic is so vast at this point, anything's bound to get mentioned in a book or a comic or something like that. And it is supposed to be a hidden place, so I I bet some people maybe don't want it to be mentioned because it's supposed to be like something that not a lot of people would have known about but maybe yeah. some of the nile could bring it up yeah the the nile is interesting now i i will say i i think i'm talking more a mention of tantalor will it actually appear the nile is an interesting thing to explore because we know that they make it to tantalor we don't know why they didn't stay we don't know how they found it, and even the databank says something like, how they found uh, Tantalor is a mystery for now. <laughs> and so that does seem like something the books and comics could touch on. And why did they leave it? I mean, I guess there's nothing really there to raid or plunder, so mm. they they were probably there to just attack the Jedi, and then they were like, okay, well, They're I like, guess oh, we'll go. It's boring here now. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing else to do. <laughs> Leftist Hominid wants to know our favorite LGBTQ plus Star Wars content from the past year. The first thing that jumped to my head was, and it, I probably said this last year as well, but Dr. Aphra, uh, the, not the most recent issue that came out this past week, but last month's issue ended the whole saga of the Spark Eternal. And we had uh, Aphra, Sana, Magna Tolvin, uh, Just Lucky, Ariel, uh, and just about every character in that <laughs> series at this point is queer in some way. And they all had, uh, really great scenes with one another. Uh, the sauna stuff with Afra was especially moving where, uh, sauna like admits that she loves Afra, but Afra's a mess, which is true and fair. Uh, so she's like, I can't be with you right now. Like breaks Afra's heart. Uh, that whole issue was like a roller coaster of, oh, look, they're getting together. Oh, no, they're not getting together. And it, like, it was just an issue about relationships, and it was very moving. Mm -hmm. um, but Alyssa Wong threw out 
Dr. Afra, her her run of Dr. Afra has been uh, great at telling these relationship stories. And I just remembered that by the time this video is out, it will be Pride Month, and I yeah, <laughs> I feel ashamed that I don't have any of my Pride shirts on. There's several more weeks. <laughs> okay, uh, I just had another one pop into my head. Marin. Yeah. Sam Maggs wrote an incredible book, mostly about Marin uh, and. <laughs> Uh, her relationship with f fret fret i keep wanting to call her fred fret um that relationship was really interesting and, and a really fun one to read about bell and Senta from andor were good ones bell and Senta was uh, an interesting one to watch because it seemed very much like they were just going to hint at it the whole time and by the end it was clear that they yeah. were uh, girlfriends and that uh kind of like Sana and Afra, but um, Vel wanted more from Senta, and Senta is just, like, all about the fight right now. Yeah. And she's like, we'll deal with us later. But because it's incredibly frustrating when Star Wars or any IP hints at stuff like that, and they won't go further and just be... Just say what it is, you know, right. just put it which, out there. Which even still, I think Andor can go a step further. Yeah. But they, they made it more overt than i thought they were going to and they're after episodes like four and five mm -hmm. um and then shout out to uh young jedi adventures yeah <laughs> starts with an n nash. nash yes uh so nash has two moms in the young jedi adventures they're only in like one or two episodes but that was just a nice pleasant surprise yeah it was very cute yeah um i'll shout out uh the high republic adventures as well and uh daniel jose older has a whole host of characters who are super entertaining uh but the there's two characters that are part of maz kanata's crew especially that are very fun and i can't remember their names off the top of my head uh but one of them is a pirate and the other one is like the the lawman who's always chasing them but they mm -hmm. also have a, an on-again, on off-again relationship. And so that it's like Smokey been... and the Bandit. <laughs> yeah. <But a> romance? <laughs> you know, I never watched Smokey and the Bandit, I so either. I can't comment on <laughs> that. Now a word from our sponsor, Babbel. Molly and I just got back from Star Wars Celebration in London, and it's really given us the itch to see more of Europe. If you have an upcoming summer trip abroad, my go-to travel hack is Babbel. Whether you're a seasoned traveler or embarking on your first adventure, communication is key to fully experiencing a new culture. That's where Babbel comes in. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy, bite-sized language lessons, there's still time to learn a new language before you reach your destination. I took Spanish in high school and college, and completing the short lessons on Babbel has been a great way to refresh my understanding of the language again. You only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson, so you can start having real-life conversations in as little as three weeks. The lessons are expertly crafted around real life, so you can learn to have practical conversations. And there are a ton of ways to learn with Babbel. Beyond lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and more. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Shriwook and Hutties aren't options yet, but you can choose from 14 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash Star Wars. That's babbel.com slash Star Wars for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. 
On to YouTube questions, Joe Mikowski asks, what unfinished Clone Wars arcs we would most want to see? Well, I think the one that I th I feel would be most relevant now to see is the Boba Fett-Cad Bane arc, where Cad mm. Bane was going to train Boba Fett to become as good as Jango Fett, just so he could prove that uh, he was better than Jango Fett. Mm -hmm. The one that ends in the shootout, like that animatic exists, and a lot of people have seen it now. And it, it seems to be very clear that it did happen. If you watch The Bad Batch or The Book of Boba Fett and you see that metal plate on Cad Bane's head, you're like, if you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. Selfishly, I'm going to say the Ventress uh, stuff just because I wanted more from her. And we got a great book, but I, I wanted to see that arc play yeah. out. That... that I would also love to see on screen. It was supposed to be like seven parts. It was supposed to be really long. Uh, I think it would have been great. Ventress deserved to have her story completed on screen, I feel. Uh, but at least we did get Dark Disciple, which was like, that was the first Star Wars book I remember in the new canon that really had me like, oh my gosh, this is, I, I read through that one so fast. Um, so yeah, if if we could see that, played out on screen that would be great but since we got the book i'm i'm okay with it right now the whole boba fett cad bane stuff to me part of it is the frustration of making the complete canon timeline um, and not having anything yeah <laughs> a selfish okay for selfishly for me mm. i don't have any official imagery of that and i don't want to use the animatic that would look weird <laughs> so it I is just pretty want, rough like, looking yeah i just want one good shot of Boba Fett and Cad Bane uh, in their shootout. <laughs> yeah. Alexander Kinnison and Stuart Lugston both want to know our feelings on the Galactic Star Cruiser shutting down. Yeah, we're pretty late to the party on this. I We need to maybe bring back our news roundup videos or now that things have slowed down a little bit and there isn't official like stories coming out constantly, we could probably cover the news a little more extensively again. Uh, but I, yeah, this this happened like a week and a half ago. I could try to pull out what we talked about on the Lego stream, because I know we brought it up on one of our Lego live streams, but we did talk about it a little bit on there. Um, I don't want to get super far into my feelings on it because I feel like it's it's old news and we've already kind of talked uh, about it. But Two people asked, so. It's a bummer. I'm not surprised it happened. I was surprised when you, I, I think I was just downstairs playing Survivor, <laughs> and you were like, the Star Cruiser's are shutting down. I was like, what? <laughs> I, like, I, I didn't believe that was happening, but I mean, with all of the other things Disney's going through, like layoffs, and they're taking stuff off Disney+, Plus, which is all like, honestly, that upset me more than the Star Cruiser. Like, I had worked through my feelings of like, oh, Star Cruiser's uh way outside of our budget and i don't think we'll be doing that anytime soon i figured we would wait until they cut the price in half yeah in a couple of years that's what i was expecting i should say i when i say i wasn't surprised my first thought was wow okay i thought they would have cut the price at least before just completely shutting it down or maybe they just shut it down temporarily so part of me was surprised that it was just over mm -hmm. like kaput done and so I, I i do hope that they get a chance to bring it back or do something with it because it was really cool and we do know a bunch of people that got to go but yeah it was just too expensive for most people yeah 
And I, I don't know, we're not huge theme park people. It's something that when they announced it and they were showing it off, I was like, looks neat. I think I would enjoy my time there. We are not in any rush to get down there. So like the, the completionist in me of like, oh, well, there's just a Star Wars thing I'm never going to get to experience. I am bummed about that, but I'm not like, I, we didn't make it a priority yeah. at all to go do it. So on the other hand, I'm like, ah, I'm not that upset. It would have been so nice if they took some of the ideas from the Star Cruiser and just added them to Galaxy's Edge because we've been to Galaxy's Edge several times now and it's great, but like you need more to do that isn't spending money like shopping and eating and like I mean, getting that's, a... that's that theme park life yeah well <laughs> getting into august cantina is near impossible like you have to make reservations months and months in advance and if you happen to get in day of it's because you're sitting there like refreshing the wait list and trying the whole time you're there to get in so like if they had just more of an open area performance type thing that that would be nice if they incorporated some aspects of the star cruiser just in the park itself because once you ride all the rides spend all the money you're gonna spend there's nothing to do but walk around and spend more money yeah i mean that again that's what a theme park is <laughs> ride ride spend money wait in line yeah but uh, since i brought it up i i got more upset way more upset about the like willow being taken off disney plus and that wasn't even my favorite series but molly really loved it we have tons of friends who it meant so much to and it just that stung for me as if it were a, a personal thing almost where i'm like why would you do this and i know that there's business reasons and it's like there could be tax write-offs and they don't want to pay residuals and it just all of that doesn't sit well with me mm -hmm. that it was like it was out for six months mm -hmm. and now it's just gone it's and you not can't on any physical media anywhere. you can't yeah. buy it it's it's so silly yeah that still bugs me yeah bring back willow <laughs> silence of autumn asks why anakin's kyber crystal didn't bleed in revenge of the sith not a discussion question, but a fun one, uh, basically because bleeding a crystal is not something that just happens. Uh, it is a conscious effort, and that is the question that they're asking, is like, Anakin would have had to sit down, take his kyber crystal out, pour all of his anger and rage and hatred into it. Like, he would have had to consciously bleed it, mm -hmm. the same way we see Dagon do in uh, Survivor. Although, in my personal opinion, I feel like it takes, uh, it goes a little fast. Like, the way we see it in The Rise of Kylo Ren or the Vader comic, it's like something that you have to really work through. Like, Anakin is tempted to not do it and to return to the light, and he has to push through that to bleed his crystal. Dagon, like, pops his out, and he's like, boop, you're red. But we we figured out a way to like hand wave that away just because he had been in that tank for so long yeah. and like part of his subconscious had been thinking about doing it for that long. So maybe by the time he was out, he was just like, yep, that's happening. And First also on my to do list. Also, the story is about Cal and his journey. Like all we need to know is that that was a Jedi and he went bad. And so we don't need to see the trials and tribulations of Dag and Gera bleeding his kyber crystal. Yeah. 
we just needed to see three it days later he's yeah. just like it, that was one of those <laughs> things where uh we saw it happening and i was like i can't believe we're seeing this and i was also like the nerd in me is like that happened too fast like yeah. just not just you just a dumb nitpick no a lot of people felt that way i i i feel that way i admit that it's a dumb dumb nitpick <laughs> um but yeah that's the answer is that it's a conscious thing and anakin didn't even know about bleeding kyber crystals uh, in the first issue of Charles Soule's Darth Vader comic, the Emperor has to tell him. He's like, do you yeah. know why Sith lightsabers are red? And Anakin, mm-hmm. or Vader, says, nope, that part of the Jedi archives was kept from me. Yeah. He had too much to do, honestly, in that amount of time after he like decided he was going to do what he was going to do. He had all those Jedi kill. He had to go to Mustafar. And then he couldn't because he, he was all messed up. <laughs> What a nice way to put that. He was all, oh, he was all kinds of messed up. He didn't even have hands anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the time we have for questions today. We're not going to do a Q&A video next week because Molly and I will be on vacation. We will still have a video coming out on Saturday, uh, but we're not going to have a Q&A video for another two weeks here. Uh, but if you want to leave a question for that video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussions. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you.